What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. hosting our second annual guns out range day my business partner and best friend john keys who is no friend or who is a friend to the show i said no friend john is is my special guest for the today's show your constituents (laughs) i told you to stop doing it so we're gonna have a great show and joining us for the first half of the show is charnetta sams she is an incredible woman a black woman out of baltimore maryland she is the head of the Girl and a Gun chapter, and she focuses on training black women with firearms. So I'm going to go ahead and open up the, the phone lines now. If you're a black woman with a firearm, you're a black woman who's thinking about owning a firearm, we want you to call into the show and share us your experiences, your thoughts, what you're thinking about, and ask your questions to Sharnetta because she is an expert in this arena. John, welcome to the show, man. Hey, man, thanks for having me back, bro. You excited? Hey, you know Let me tell you something. When that intro came on, I got kind of hyped, dog. I was <laughs> like, I was get like, you excited. Oh, this guy over here, man, with all that bass in his intro. Just get you excited, Sharnetta. <laughs> Welcome to the Sher Michael Singleton Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Thank you so much. I was also hyped by that intro. It, it just pumps it, it just you up. Gets you it? in there, right? I don't even <laughs> have that much swag, man. I'm get it for all that. Felt the swag. I felt it. I felt the swag. So, 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 Sharnetta, I want to just jump right into this, and then I'm going to let John jump in after this. Black women are leading the charge in terms of gun ownership. Absolutely. The fastest growing group in the country outpacing everybody else mm-hmm. is black women. You're seeing all of these black women-led groups, clubs pop up all over the country, such as yours. Why do you think that is? I think that we're just worried about our future and making sure that we have the ability to protect ourselves as things are kind of a little bit of a war on women. So I think more people are feeling the need to be able to protect themselves. I'm a fan of the police, but they can't be everywhere all the time. So I think it's people are just black women are just excited about the opportunity to be able to exercise their Second Amendment rights and protect themselves and their families. Oh, listen, I I think it's phenomenal um, what you're doing from a leadership standpoint. I mean, because first off, I know that training people in general takes a certain temperament to do it effectively, right? And then also as a male to train a woman, I feel like you also have to have a certain approach in order to be as effective as you can be. And it goes along with saying like, you know, you resonate or you or you relate to someone that is like you. And that goes with gender, that goes with ethnicity. And I think it's very important to have a very competent female persona to give another woman that may be intimidated, may be afraid. Um, and even if they're excited, just to have that positive persona and that strong persona to to get that point across, get that training, get those fundamentals across to them. So so I think what you're doing is very, very important. And I'm glad that you take it as seriously as you do. Thank you, John. Absolutely. I always like to joke that typically, and I'm not going to stereotype all women, but typically we <laughs> want to take training before we take training. 
Like women do not like to go into any scenario without understanding exactly what we're getting into and being prepared to look our best. I so feel, I feel it, like some men yeah. could take a take. Oh take my notes goodness! On that. I, I actually prefer I, training women because they listen. Men are like, oh, I shot like twenty five years ago. I know exactly what I'm doing. She's not lying. She's not lying. I mean, but you know what is interesting, John? Mm -hmm. Every time I've gone to the range with a woman who's never shot before, Sharnetta, mm -hmm. they're just like naturally accurate. Absolutely. No, no, like, no. why well, is that? It's a body thing. So if you think oh. about movement of your body and kind of natural point of aim, we are, are it's something about the diaphragm and our chest. And it's like our expansion doesn't make our bodies move as much. Mm. Oh, so our arc of movement it tends to be smaller than men. I, I heard something to that effect before, but not the way that you just articulated it. So that's very interesting. And it also helps too um, when you're a new shooter, you don't have many bad habits to break too, right? Mm -hmm. And how Absolutely. much how much of that do you see um, when you when you train a woman that has not never shot before versus training any a man or a woman that has shot before? What, what are the differences in that training experience? It's much easier typically because there's no expectations. They're they're open and eager because they don't know what they're doing mm -hmm. versus somebody who has learned before. It's like, well, wait a minute. Was I doing it wrong the whole time? I mean, you're trying to correct something. I think I was doing it fine. And so there's, I guess, less of ego involved when somebody's very new to it. I mean, I, I understand that. So, Shonetta, I want to talk a little bit about the Baltimore chapter of a girl and a gun. Talk a little bit about that. What is the membership like? Talk a little bit about some of the members, because I know it's mostly black women. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we're based out of Guntry in Owensworth, Maryland. Um, no disrespect to XCal. I love it here, too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just closer. And um, basically, we're about 50 strong, lots of interest by actual paid members. It's a national organization, and I run the Baltimore chapter. And so in that area, lots of black women that are very interested in protecting themselves, learning how to use guns appropriately, effectively, being good marksmen, and also getting into competition shooting, which is a really exciting part for me. Which we don't see a, a lot of black women in competition shooting. Tronetta Sams is on with us talking about African-American women and gun ownership. So if you're an African-American woman who owns a gun or you're thinking about it, uh, this is the perfect time for you to call in with your questions or even your comments, John, yeah, uh, about black women and guns who are leading the charge in terms of membership, membership and growth in the 2A community. Yeah, and I definitely encourage those calls to call because, you know, everything starts with a conversation. That's when, 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 when you stop to think about it, it's always a conversation about are you a gun owner or are you not a gun owner? Why are you a gun owner or why are you not a gun owner? Right. And, then, and then if you're thinking about becoming a gun owner, why? Why, why are you even thinking about becoming a gun owner? So I think that, you know, sharing what your thought process is or what your feelings are about it, you can actually have objective conversations and get different perspectives as to why someone should be or, or maybe even shouldn't be a gun owner. Because, you know, we, we all I think we all agree that maybe everybody shouldn't be a gun owner. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, Shonetta, I know I agree with that. Some people <laughs> just shouldn't carry guns, man. Yeah. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Um, but Shonetta, let me un unpack this a little bit uh, for our listeners, especially our women listeners. A lot of women, women are usually smaller than men, and they look at a firearm and they think, you know, I don't know if I can do this, even if they want one for their personal protection, to protect their family, particularly if, if it's a, a single mom. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to our female listeners to say, hey, these are the things you should think about as you prepare for gun ownership? Absolutely. I think the first important thing is to just get out there and try it. 
uh, with the right environment. That's why a girl on a gun is so great because it's women only. We're all supportive of each other and we start at a pace that, that you're ready at. So if you just want to come to the range and just listen and watch, that's fine too. And then when you're ready, we start you on a smaller caliber so there's not as much recoil. And then usually you'll see a woman light up. Like after she takes that first shot, she'll just like, wow, I was so afraid and that was so easy. And then it just comes natural from there. I've had women in my chapter who have started from owning no guns and never shot before to now having three or four and at the range every week. Wow. You know, I think I think it's important what you said about environment, right? The environment of which a new you bring a woman, a, a new shoot, well, any new shooters, but specifically women. And, and and it's funny because I always hear people having these conversations about a boyfriend teaching his girlfriend or a husband oh teaching, teaching the wife. And, and listen, I'm guilty, guys. I'm going to be dead honest. I'm so guilty. Not anymore. Early on. And I'm going to tell you why. I, I Because I had to figure it out. I had to figure out why is there so much tension between me and my woman on the range when I'm trying to teach her. <laughs> and what I realized is that I have to, when I take her to the range, I just have to like, no, I may not shoot. And that's it. Because if I go there with the expectation of me shooting, then I'm trying to like, I'm trying to speed up the you process. Get frustrated. It, no I'm way. to speed up the process because I want to start shooting. So, so I've had the best experiences recently taking both my, my, my wife and my son to the range. Mm -hmm. And I literally just make it about them. And I actually enjoy that now mm -hmm. because I'm starting to see them progress much faster. I'm starting to, they're starting to ask me to go to the range. So it, it's, it, it pays dividends to put yourself second a little bit, guys. So that's just. That's I don't disagree. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I don't disagree. Yeah. I mean, but, but Shornette, I, I want to flip the script here a little bit. How important is it that we have these spaces for black women to have other groups with other black women where they're comfortable? They're just different dynamics for women. There are even more dynamics, to be honest, here with black women to be able to go into a space and feel protected and feel comfortable and feel safe for other like minded individuals that they can relate to. How important is that? I think it's very important. I know when I first started, I was like, ah, I hate the whole idea of women's only, blah, 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 blah. That doesn't make any sense to me. And then it's like, I had to think about, I'm a different type of woman. I'm like, I'm putting me anywhere. I'm going to survive. I'm going to, I'm going to thrive. But the challenge is, 
everybody doesn't feel that same way. So creating that environment is so important. And then even with difference between different types of women, um, with typically with gun ownership, there's also typically other interests and different views. So it's almost like you go into that environment and then there's, you start getting personal and then the conversation turns to other things. And then we don't always see eye to eye. So it's like having that environment where you think you have people that are like-minded or at least they're all focused on one thing. Like if we just keep it about the guns, we're good. No, I, I don't disagree. So Ashkan, you told us we got a caller in. Let us know who we have in. Terry from Georgia, welcome to the Shermichael Singleton Show. You're live on Sirius XM Urban View with my special guest host, John Keyes and Sharnetta Sims. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing well. Thanks for calling in. Good. I'm I'm excited about this topic. Um, I ride a motorcycle. And uh, one time my bike broke down on me and I was on the side of the road and two men were walking on the shoulder and I was very nervous. And then another time I was riding, a car intentionally came over on me, and I thought, Terry, you got to get some protection. Um, so I did take a class. I did get a firearm. But I'm wondering about additional training um, with the firearm and then also maybe classes um, that would help me to use the firearm while I'm on the bike. Is there such a thing as a training for that? Oh, that's an interesting question. So I definitely recommend additional training to get you where you want to be from a marksmanship perspective so that you can feel confident that you're going to hit anything that is, is trying to harm you. But I also think you definitely want to get into something that helps you understand the legal ramifications of, of firearm ownership. And then as far as motorcycles and shooting, I don't think I've seen anything like that, Dude, but that would be a hell of a class. That's a great, that was such a good question. Because, <laughs> yeah, I've, ne I've never seen that either. I mean, sure, we've shot out of cars before. Right, yeah. cars, but not, but motorcycles. not motorcycles. Have you ever seen a class for that? I have not. Terry, what part of Georgia are you located in? I'm in Atlanta. So then I would recommend, we have a good friend out of Atlanta, Georgia, by the name of Tig, my sister's keeper's defense. I would highly recommend okay. that you go to Google, look up My Sister's Keeper's Defense. Uh, it's a black woman. She trains a ton of black women, mm -hmm. a lot of black women that I've had the opportunity to meet that live in the Atlanta metro area have gone through her courses. They love her. She's a former military veteran. She knows what she's doing. I think that is a good place to start. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tig is amazing. Yeah, her name is Marshall Davis. If you happen to uh, want to look her up by her real name, Marshall Davis. And yes, like Sherm said, uh, my sister's keeper's defense. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, much. Terry. I thank I just, you so I much for Google being her. a listener of the show. And uh, keep listening to the Shermichael Singleton Show, Terry, and uh, have a good Saturday. Thank you. You too. Bye. You know, um, Shana, that's a good question that Terry asked. I mean, because, John, you have so many different situations wow. for individual people. Now, here's a woman who's a bike rider. Yeah. I've never heard of a, a defensive course that teaches, particularly for a woman, how to not only draw your firearm in a, in a safe manner, mm -hmm. but how to also have that situational awareness on a motorcycle versus being in a car because you can lock a door and you roll your windows right, up. Right, right. You don't right. have that same protection mm -hmm. in a motorcycle. So I'd yeah. love to get your, your thoughts on that, that, just your initial thoughts as a trainer on a scenario such as that. Yeah. I think that'd be a hell of a class to, to put on, but it brings in so many different aspects. Like you said, you can't just lock the doors. I mean, you have to be, I think even as a motorcycle rider, 
let alone not a gun owner, you have to be more aware of the environment because all these cars around here are doing crazy things that could easily take you out. Mm -hmm. So then to add the element of firearm in there is very interesting. I think we probably just gave some trainer out there a really great idea. Uh, I, I think make we a may, lot of money. We, we may need to think about that. At XCAL in Loudoun County, Virginia, my special guest host is my best friend and business partner, John Keyes. And we are proud to have Shrenetta Sims, a, a well-known and renowned trainer in the firearm space. Shrenetta, I want to ask you this interesting question. How did you even get into guns? Uh, well, it's interesting because I, I have a um, work as a civilian for the Army, and I've always ah. had an interest in guns, but never really had anybody that I knew that was in the guns at the time. And so when I met my partner, Lewis, uh, he was in the guns, and so it kind of became something we did together. And then as we did it more and more, at first I was just trying to be cute, you know, I'm on a date. And then I was like, wait a minute, I like this. Um, and then I bought my first gun and then I bought like my fifth gun. And then I'm like, well, I, I'm tired of being the only woman at the range. So I'm going to get the training I need to be able to share my skills with others. So I just started taking training and then we started Honey Bear Tactical and, uh, it kind of went from there. And I just, it's something I love. It's something I'm passionate about. It's the only thing that takes my mind off of my troubles. I'm at the range. It's just, everything else floats away and just me and, and the guns and targets. And it's just a great time. Yeah. So how do you, so you guys shoot competitions, right? Yes. You and you, you and Lewis. And right now, her husband, by the way. Yeah. And and you guys right now are facilitating a shooting competition here at Range Day. Yes, right? we are. And so I've, I'm fairly certain you've seen all skill levels come through the suite today to shoot the challenge, right? <laughs> yes. So so, but what is the what is the reaction from from the from I guess the guys that are closer to pros to the novices that we've had come through to shoot that course today, what has been the reaction? I think it's interesting because everybody is kind of seeing some level of challenging. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it kind of feels like a bit of an equalizer. Mm. And we've seen some people that are very surprising that have got some really good scores, like right. the top three mm -hmm. for score purposes. I mean, a one woman who's like, I just started shooting a year ago wow. and she is like, I think number three right now. That's awesome. So I think that the, the the competition is really nice, and then people are just excited to do it. And people, I want to run that again. Yeah, like, and, you know. And so, so now, when you before you shot your first competitive match, what was that intimidation factor like for you? Oh my gosh, I think because uh, Lewis was always telling me the first thing, you just don't want to disqualify. And I was like, <laughs> I, I'm so petrified. I don't want to be DQ. Nobody wants to go to Dairy Queen, oh. and so I was so concerned about that. But then afterwards, it was like, because I was slow. Oh, my God, so slow. And I'm probably still on the slower end because I'm always wanting to be so accurate. Uh -huh. But you got to balance gotta that speed and precision. Right. right. Mm -hmm. And so working on that. But it's just the after the first one, it was like, I'm hooked. Like, this is me. This is what I want to do. So have you been to Dairy Queen yet? No, I have not. Knock on wood. You know, I, I went to Dairy Queen my very first two-gun match. Oh, man. Very oh, first two-gun match. And, and, and that's oh. explain what that means, John. Oh, Dairy Queen. So, so Dairy Queen means disqualified, DQ, disqualification. And so I was disqualified in my first two-gun match because I basically turned, I pivoted with my firearm the wrong way. I didn't flag anyone, meaning point the gun at anyone. The gun was pointed down. But the rules are so strict for safety reasons, yep. of course, that you cannot turn your body in a direction where your pistol is even exposed to the onlooking public, right? right. So so basically, if I were to turn inward to the course, then I would have been fine. But I turned outward, and even though the gun was pointing down to the ground and my finger was off the trigger, 
it's an instant DQ. Now, because it was a safe DQ, they allowed me to finish the match, but obviously it wasn't for score at that point. It was for experience. And that's all I really did it for. Mm -hmm. um, and because, because and that's why I asked you about the intimidation factor, because for me, I was very intimidated. Like Sherman was trying to get me to go to matches, I was. matches, matches. He got <laughs> first match we go to, we shoot with Todd Jarrett of all people. Wow. You know, yeah. Todd Jarrett. Crown winner of every, yeah, every national uh, shooting competition domestically and internationally. Yeah, man, look, I think bring me to my first shooting competition, and I'm shooting one of the greatest shooters of all time, right? How about you bring I mean, me out there that, with some... That's a good experience, though, right? It definitely enhanced my experience level yeah. immediately. Just watching him shoot, oh, right? Oh, man. So, well, you know what? So I'm going to take a quick break, guys, and then we're going to come back. You're listening to the Michael Singleton Show. My guest, Shernetta Sams, Sams, and my special co-host, John Keyes. We'll be right back after this quick break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Uh, we're live, guys, in Loudoun County, Virginia at XCAL. We're hosting our second annual Guns Out TV Range Day, and it has been an exceptional day. You just heard from Sharnetta Sam's talking about black women and firearms, the largest demographic group in the country in terms of new gun owners. We're going to pivot a little bit, and then we'll come back to Shranetta. We have transitioned, and I really want to talk about something, guys, that, that I think a lot of new gun owners, John, have a lot of questions about, and that is, well, when I buy a gun, where do I go to buy additions to my gun? Right. And I think we have the perfect individuals on to share a little bit about their story, but to also help us walk through this Justin and Ashley McMillian from JMAC Customs. Welcome to the Sure Michael Singleton Show. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank you guys so much for having us. We're excited for this opportunity. No, thank awesome. you guys. We're live and I'm excited to have you guys on because you're a small business, uh, which I really love to promote. But I think you guys are creating some really amazing products. And, and of course, a lot of experienced gun owners are going to be familiar with you guys. But what about the new guys? And we want to make sure that new people can go to places where they can purchase reliable equipment. So talk to us a little bit about your company and how you guys got started. Okay, so uh, we started our business in 2011. Um, I was working basically a dead-end job, and I came home one day, and I was like, you know, I don't think that I can do this anymore. And so Justin was like, we have all these ideas. Give your two weeks notice tomorrow. So from there, we started our business. And we just kind of developed from there, starting with the AK platform now to 
so many hosts. Justin, would you like to list off a few? Yes. Well, hold on, Justin. Before before you jump in, I want to stay with your wife for a minute because we just talked about women and firearms. Okay. How did you get into firearms as a woman? Okay, actually, I was living in South Carolina at the time, and Justin had reached out to me and asked if I could do some modeling for a company. Oh, that's how you got it, Justin, huh? Okay. It was a West Virginia-based company in Philippi called Blackheart International. And so I was like, yeah, you know, I'll be in on this weekend. And so we did our basic firearms training. Actually, I learned virtually how to uh, disassemble and reassemble a firearm. I learned all the components of the firearms from ARs to AKs. And then we did some dry firing on the range. And then, you know, we went out and we did our shoot. And um, I've been obsessed with full auto since. And so, and so, Ashley, for you as a woman, did you have any trepidation getting into firearms or did you always know, you know what, I'm a woman, I need to know how to defend myself? You know, as women, there's the stigma that you always have to be like watchful and mindful. You know, when you get out, are your, your eyes open? Are you aware? Are you carrying pepper spray? You know, what tools do you have that are available to you that you feel comfortable using? And I feel like a lot of women feel intimidated when it comes to concealed carry. Right. So I, at this time, I didn't even have a concealed carry. My grandfather always, um, you know, had firearms and had a collection of firearms. But, you know, Justin, you know, really got me in and I just kind of dove in from there. And I knew, you know, we can do this. Whatever it takes to do it, we can do it. So, so Justin, it sounds like you're the mad scientist behind um, all the innovation going on over there at JMAC Customs. So first, before you, I, I want to ask you, tell us about the products that you make and why you make them. But before I get there, I'm going to just tell you how important it is what you're doing. So, for example, when I became a new gun owner and I started purchasing parts, you know the first place I went? Where? Come on, I know you can guess. Brown Ales. Brown Amazon. Amazon. Boy, Amazon. I, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll tell myself, boy, bye for that. But but so and you go there and you buy all these budget parts, budget optics, budget this, budget that, right? And, you, and you're just putting all kind of, slapping all kind of stuff on your guns. And it's just really not doing anything for you as a shooter at all, right? However, we already are outfitted with some parts from JMAC and we could tell the difference immediately mm -hmm. on the efficacy of the firearm. Mm -hmm. So now tell us about what it is that you do, what are the products and, and what are they supposed to do? Awesome, yeah, so uh, I think Ash already mentioned that uh, we started off with niche products for the AK. So we wanted to fill that void and, and anyone listen to this, if you're starting a business, uh, you know, this is my uh, number one recommendation, find a void and fill it. Because if you're going to start off competitive, it's a very, very tough market. So you find that niche and you fill it. That was AKs for us. So we made stock adapters. We made muzzle devices. And then uh, we made replica products for uh, products that weren't available in the U.S. So it was uh, a, an AK part that wasn't imported. So we would make a replica. We got uh, Larry Vickers and we did our East German gas block combo. So that was our start. We actually, prior to that start, we actually tried to sell other people's products, and that's a dead-end business for us, at <laughs> least in West Virginia. So um, definitely don't recommend that. Uh, <laughs> so we actually went in upside down on the business and lost a lot of money and failed. So mm -hmm. we got back together and like, how can we do this and actually succeed? So that's when we came up with our own products. Mm -hmm. From there, we've grown and expanded. And now we pretty much, if, if you have a modern semi-automatic rifle, pistol, we have something for you. Pistol is a rifle form pistol. Yep. Um, we've got something for you. We've got the uh, 1913 adapters, the stocks, the muzzle devices. We make barrels, trunnions. Um, we have really expanded. And this year uh, has been a huge push to uh, bring new products to the market. So we've got 60-some products new on the market this year. So, so 
was you starting with the AK products? Was that was that a part of your strategy of of, of attacking that niche, attacking you know that niche and filling that void? Yeah. So I'm passionate about AKs. I I feel that the AK itself has got so much character, charisma. So all the different variants, I was just super excited about learning more and and collecting those myself. Mm -hmm. But I also found that the accessories, the aftermarket following for the AKs was so limited. You know, we've got the main versions of the AK mm -hmm. that you can buy parts for. But when you start getting into these niche variants, uh, there's there's no products out there. So we're like, we can make something for this and make it a more effective tool for self-defense. Mm -hmm. So that's when we started coming up with those products and really helping people either compete with them or using it as a defensive uh, tool. No, and, I, and I, I can vouch that the products are good. But Ashley, I want to ask you this. And you and I spoke about this yesterday. Okay. What is it like being in business with your husband? Because, because sometimes a lot of people have hesitation about getting in business with a family member, a friend, let alone someone they have to sleep next to every night. We push each other every day to not only be better at business, but to be better people. So, you know, we lift each other up and there are some days where maybe I can only give 80% and he helps give me that other 20 and vice versa. Is it easy? No, but nothing easy is worth it. Right. So, um, I, we discussed this before the man or the woman on top of the mountain was not placed there. So, I mean, you have to really be vigilant and motivated and dedicated to your mission. We meet together weekly, you know, we'll have our dinners or we're having breakfast this or we're having coffee and just, you know, being thankful for what we have. But we're also like, what's our goal for today? What's our goal for the week? What's our ultimate goal? And then, you know, what's that goal that we kind of like, if you shoot for the moon, you land amongst the stars, right? So, so we, we celebrate the wins and Justin had said something a little bit ago, like something about failed. And like my heart kind of dropped when he said that, because I don't see anything that we've ever done as a failure. I see it as an opportunity to learn and grow and and be more so um if you know about jmac customs you know at the very beginning it was just the two of us and you know we we work long and hard to get where we are and now we have a team and you know we're open to bringing even more people onto the team so it's crazy to think that you know we started driving the deuce and a half with you know products and selling them at gun shows and not even making enough money to, to pay right, for the stay actually, in the now this is a a, a pretty cultured audience I have here. So you're going to have to explain what kind of vehicle that is for my audience. I'm just going to be real you with you. Explain it for me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in 2011, Justin bought this bobbed deuce and a half uh, from someone off of Facebook, right, Justin? So a, a deuce and a half, what she's saying here is a two and a half ton military truck. <laughs> and uh, our version just happens to be three foot shorter with some 49 inch tires. It's just like a big monster truck. You started 2011. Yes. You You have what about 30 employees now? Give or take. Yes. Where do you see your company going as small business owners in the next five years? Because Justin, I, I really love your approach to business and something you said yesterday that really st stood with me. You said it's about customer service first. Yes. Yeah. So um, ultimately, at the end of the day, regardless of what size we end up in 10 years from now, uh, the goal is obviously to grow. Uh, that's been our goal for the last the, uh, the existence of our business is we've, we've always been in growth mode. Definitely. So uh, to me, it's about creating those opportunities for other people. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got an awesome team, especially out in, at MDI. Um, we've got a, a great group of people out there working. But at the end of the day, you've got to put a quality product on the market 
and tailor to that customer. Mm -hmm. They've got to know that when they purchase their product, they're getting the best thing on the market. They're not buying the Amazon, putting it on, and then two days <laughs> later be like, all right, so now what do I got to upgrade? You know, it's buy nice, buy twice. Um, that's always been our philosophy. If you make that quality product, you're going to have happy, happy customers. You're mm -hmm. going to provide that value. So that's that's our goal at the end of the day. You know, another thing that I like about you guys and and Ashley, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this, and, and I, I don't know what you're going to say to this, <laughs> Okay. but they don't get into the politics. We do not. And, 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 I, and I like that because the reality, Justin and Ashley, is not getting into all of that craziness and saying, you know what, we're going to make a product for everybody. Yes. That, I, I think that's important. And so when you think about individuals who may not have heard of JMAC Customs, what would you say to that person in terms of this is a place to come if you're just getting into firearms and, and you're at the stage where you want to start building or adding on or you're looking for quality products? What advice would you give to that person who's listening to the show? Always ask questions. I mean, if you're unsure, don't be afraid to ask for uh, for help. Ask questions. We've got this contact form. You can reach out to us. Um, Rob Solomon. Hey, Rob. Um, is, is our main customer support technical advisor contact. He is fantastic. Um, if you've been with JMAC for a while, you know that, you know, the majority of that fell on my plate. So it, it's great to have Rob there on the team because he's very well-versed in many things, including suppressors. So if you have a firearm host, whether it's an AK, whether it's a Brownells BRN 180, um, whether it's, you know, a, a SIG, Whatever you have that you want to outfit, we've got something for you, whether it's a stock, a stock adapter, uh, hand guards, pistol grips, hand guard accessories, muzzle devices, suppressor mounts, flash hiders. You know, we can help point you in the right direction um, based on if you're competing, if it's for personal protection, if it's your truck gun, uh, whatever your budget, you know, we are here to help you. You know, as we had you on our show a couple of days ago filming. Yes. And, you know, something you said to me that I thought was, it touched me and it, it's important that I think I, I would like you to share it with the audience. Okay. Could. And that is, you know, being on our show and, and allowing you to walk us through the paces of upgrading our firearms mm -hmm. with the parts that you and your husband have made. Yes. The, and, and repping the brand that you and your husband uh, are building together it gave you a lot of joy in comparison to what most people want from a woman yes. on social media yes. and so on. So if you could expound on that, that would be good. Okay. I'm going to do my best to keep myself composed during this. <laughs> um, so if you are aware with JMAC Customs or Kalash Queen page in general, you guys know I rock the Adidas and I shoot the machine guns and that's fine and that's fun. And I love doing all of that. But at the end of the day, I want to provide valuable content. You know, I don't want people to just only come to my page to see the tracksuit videos while I do enjoy doing them. Um, I want to provide that value. So something that has always been motivational and exciting for me, as you can see, I'm lighting up right now. Uh, Justin would bring me in just a, a very base, you know, AK hosting. He'd be like, okay, girl, outfit this. And I'm like, I got you, you know, so I start outfitting it and plugging and playing the accessories, just making it number one, aesthetically pleasing, but also functional, right? We like that modularity. Yep. 
Uh, We like being able to know that we can rely on our firearm at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that just brought me so much joy, whether it's, you know, blacked out, bougie tan, Gucci green. It just, it brings me so much joy. And I'm so glad that you invited us out because you helped re-inspire me to create this content. So I want everyone to be on the lookout for our video together. We did a glow up the Brownells BRN 180. And so my new series is going to be called from basic to bougie. So um, we were talking about on the way here, should we create a contact form on the website for customers to come in, put in their firearm host, give me their budget and kind of what they're aiming to do like we did with you. And then I do a video on Instagram, YouTube, wherever it may be. And, and I show you, hey, this is how I would outfit this firearm. And if that's useful to you, please, I hope that you use that information to get the, the products that, that you need to outfit your host for, you know, your end use. You know, I really appreciate you for saying that and for sharing that because um, it's, it's a lot of times I know as a woman and in the industry, there's the whole gun bunny mentality. Yes. You know, and like, like they just want to see you shoot a full lot on a track shoot or some days dukes or whatever the case may be. Right. And the fact that you yourself want more. I do. For your customers, mm-hmm. for your subscribers, for your viewers, I think is very admirable. And it's also very intelligent on your part. Thank you. All right. So, Justin, I mean, I, I gave John this opportunity to do this, but he just skipped over it. So we're getting ready to get ready for our next break, a final break of the show. Uh, as we wrap with you guys, I want you to tell the audience uh, just some final words about your company. Uh, if there's some new folks who may have never heard of you, uh, what would you say to say, hey, come check us out? So do you want to like where we are? Yeah, where we are. Okay, so our our, our uh, most active platform, of course, is Instagram right now. Mm-hmm. We're struggling over there with uh, all the... Sure, sure. Know, how that is. What's your now, Instagram handle? Um, it's uh, jmac customs, J-M-A-C-C-U-S-T-O-M-S, all one word. Um, so you can follow us there. Uh, highly recommend joining our newsletter. We yes. won't. Uh, we have no filters there. We can provide the content that we want our customers to see without having to worry about what the social media platforms are doing. Because right now they're being uh, tyrannical, as you know. Mm. So uh, definitely follow us there. Head over to our website. Do the the newsletter. That's that's the way to go. But and that's jmac-custom.com. We drop the newsletter every Friday. And, and, and real quick for new and a lot of young guys, younger guys are really getting into AKs. Is there a place on your site where they can learn more about AKs? Because it's a different platform. Yeah, that's a great question. So we've got two ways to shop our website. We actually have a configurator, if I'm saying that right. Yep, oh, I'm saying it right. Yeah, you can go in there and you can pick your base AK and then you can slap some parts on it. And you see that in a 2D manner. It actually physically puts the parts on that. And uh, we worked to develop that about three years ago, and it's just on the website. It's an awesome tool. And then also we have Shop by Firearms. Mm-hmm. So we literally have, I'm going to say, 50, 60-some hosts. So you go through there. So you say, we said Zastava a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. So if you got a Zastava M70, for example, you click Zastava, you click M70. When you go to that page, everything that's on that page fits your M70. So you know the products you're shopping are exactly options for that specific host Mm -hmm. no i I think that makes a lot of sense and again guys a lot of you know we've talked about firearms on the show before a lot of you guys have called in and and ladies have called in with so many questions and oftentimes i think more so for the guys than the ladies you get into this guys and then you go down the rabbit hole and then you start saying well where can i go to learn more about a, a certain platform and then where can i go to buy materials for that platform well jmac customs with justin and ashley mcmillian 
they are the place to go. You're listening to the Shermichael Singleton Show live on SiriusXM Urban View, Channel 126. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Many of you guys know my passion for firearms. Check us out, GunsOutTV.com, where you can find all of our social links. Now, if you want to be lazy and you don't want to go to GunsOutTV.com, then take your ass to Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook <laughs> and type in GunsOutTV, and you'll find us. This is how you talk to your constituents. Oh, I love my audience, man. <laughs> I have a great... And you know what? Real quick, and Sharnetta uh, Sams is back with us. We were in Atlanta, Georgia last weekend at the National African-American yep. Gun Association, and I just have to say this. There are so many of you who came up to me who said, sure, Michael, I am a fan of yours. Mm -hmm. I met so many people who are like, I disagree with your politics, but I love listening to your show. And I just want to say thank you guys so much. That that absolutely meant the world to me. Thank the you. phone lines are open, 866-801-8255, 866-801-8255. Go ahead, John. I mean, honestly, Sherman, that was that was I, I'm glad I got to see that, too, because if you came back and told me that <laughs> that, that many people came up to you and said they listened to your show, I would have been like, mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, you're bullshitting. That's what yeah. you're talking about. You're talking about bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right. Oh, I see. I see. Hey, listen, man. No, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say BS. You, I'm gonna you say that. No, I'm no, but I'm just saying I'm not gonna say it was gonna be BS. <laughs> I'm saying, I, you know, sometimes I feel like you might exaggerate a little uh, bit. No, just a little no, bit sometimes. No, Never now and again. no, no. You know, it feels good when like two people come up to you and you want to say it was twenty. You know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but but okay. it was in real life. I got to see it with my own eyes, hear it with my own ears, <laughs> and it was awesome, guys. You know, so that's why I'm I'm just so happy to be you know doing this business with you, man. It's very no, it, it was it was so great yeah. because my audience knows, and sometimes my audience, Charnetta, we know where our people are in terms of politics, mm -hmm. and sometimes they call on the show and they say, "Sure, Michael, you're out of your damn mind." And you tell me about that, and too. I do you tell you about tell it. And we about go this. back and forth on the politics, but it's it, it's great for me to know that despite the differences, people enjoy the show, absolutely they enjoy the different yeah. perspective, Charnetta. Absolutely, and I think that's important. I think. The problem with politics today is that we can't even have a conversation. Oh. It's so polarized that everybody's just dug in and did not want to talk. And then it's like, where do you get your facts? Because everybody has their own set of facts. Oh, they get the facts at water. Oh, yeah. God. They get exactly. the facts at the water. So it's cooler. like, I have my facts from my source that I trust and believe. And you have your facts and your facts are wrong. My facts are right. So it's just on conversation. So I believe your show really opens the aperture and allows people to 
have conversations and just kind of think about it. Like, let's just all be calm and talk about it. But while we're complimenting you, Sir Michael, yep. I'll say the same thing. I'll be honest. You know, you know me. Coming into this guns out venture with you, I was standing firm on I'm the apolitical one. Oh, yeah. No, and John, I always not I would, into politics. I would say, Sherm, don't bring when y'all start talking in politics. I'm going to leave. <laughs> That's true. I'm going to walk off the show because I just I, I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't. I, it, it was just a very annoying to me because before I started listening to you and listening to the objective approach and the way that you use and leverage so much logic in your conversations and your debates on TV, I really didn't have a lot of respect for almost anybody out there that was partaking in the political debates, so to speak. But I mean, the, the hype is real. Like you really have a different approach and a different temperament when it comes to explaining this to and for people. So, you know, I'm just, I'm well, just I appreciate that. Up. I mean, Shonetta, I want to get, get your thoughts on this, particularly as a woman. I mean, oftentimes you turn on TV, see all these guys, mostly men, let's be honest, it's mostly men on cable news yelling at each other about politics you know sometimes my mom will say john you know we would be better off if women were running the show <laughs> so charnetta you're a woman on the show should women be running the show absolutely girls <laughs> from the world <laughs> she was gonna say this Mr. michael i have to ask it's so funny because everybody thinks we're the emotional ones but we are because we're open with our emotions we let them out you guys keep them in and that's Ooh, that stuff that's bubbles great, to the top you know what? that's a great point Ooh. that's a great point you know that is so, and you know what? That's why I said that. Were we on air when I said I'm the king of let go? Were we? Were you, we, we were not live when you said okay. that. Yeah. So, I really have adopted that in the recent years of making sure I address something immediately. Mm -hmm. Because yes, you are right. You walk away, and I mean, all it takes is an hour, two hours, a day, and God forbid if it goes any past a day. You are stewing about that, sure. We talk all the time about it. You like the more I think, the more I think about it, the more annoyed I get. No, it's true. It's true. I mean, I, I mean, Sharon, I love politics. It's my passion, but I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes when I'm debating people about politics, and I get it is an emotional thing because it, it impacts us in so many it's different personal. ways. Exactly. It is personal. Mm -hmm. But when I talk to people and they're just telling me some crap they've heard. And when I really was in politics, I was a strategist. So a lot of my job was to analyze and quantify data. So for me, metrics are everything. Mm -hmm. And when people say, well, this is, where's the data? The data doesn't say this. And so you can feel how you want. You can think what you want, yep. but the numbers don't lie. Now, that's not to say that the numbers can't be skewed yeah, yeah. to meet a person's perspective. Absolutely. But, but I do find myself sometimes getting really frustrated with the lack of a logical approach to the facts of politics. Right. Well, I mean, I think it's a challenge because, like I said earlier, everybody has what they feel are the facts. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's their version. How do we get over that then? I don't know if we do. I think in some cases we just have to sometimes agree to disagree and just at least hear each other out and then come to some kind of agreement. We're like, okay, that's your space, that's yours. Some issues that we're, we're just never going to see eye to eye on. But I know it, it's funny because it, this thing makes me think back to a girlfriend I have who would always debate with my sister and my sister would be just giving her fact after fact after fact. And she'd be like, that's not what I think. Yeah. I also think we need to lose the whole phrase, my truth, uh, <laughs> because, yeah. because I think yeah. that, I think that's blurs <laughs> yeah. the lines immensely because there is no, my truth. There is the truth. Well, I mean, I, I do think, well, well I'm going well, to be a little objective here since we're talking about how I try to be neutral in my approach and analysis. <laughs> here we go. I, I do believe, I absolutely believe in objective truths, things that are backed by science and, and research mm -hmm. that can be proven. But, it's science but I also believe 
that individuals can have a personal experience that is an individual's subjective truth. And the two things are disparate. The issue is that we merge the two and it almost becomes indistinguishable from objectivity and subjectivity. And that's where I have an issue. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100 percent. That's the manipulating of words. You know, words have meaning, (laughs) right? And when people use those words, they swap it around and you change one word in a sentence and you get a whole different context. But but do you guys think that people are just kind of like sick of politics as normal? Oh, Oh, absolutely. 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 You know, I said this a long time ago. Politics, I want to say. Um, I, you know what? I'm not even going to get super specific, but I know there was a point in time where I said politics felt more like games because huh. it was so red. It was so blue, red state, blue state, this. And I was just like, wow. And it, and it was just like, and, and, and then the mudslinging was so bad. Like I would talk to Roland all the time and she'd be like, they can say that. All right, guys. Um, Ashkan, we got a caller ready to go. Let's go ahead and bring them on the show. Hey, Mary, welcome to the Shermichael Singleton Show. Thanks for calling in. Mary, are you there? I um, listen to you all the time. Love the show. Um, oh, thank you, Mary. I had a question for, I had a question for um, Sharnetta. Um, I was uh-huh. on your screener. Um, I took a class with the National African American Gun Association, thanks to Urban View, about two years ago before me and my husband decided to buy firearms because I wanted us to get at least, you know, the beginning part to getting training and stuff like that. So what I wanted to know from Chanetta is if she knew of any African-American firing ranges between like South Jersey and Delaware that she might be familiar with that we could go to because the class that we took was in Maryland. It was like three hours away and I'm not sure about the laws if we can take our guns to the range in Maryland from South Jersey. I I am not familiar with any African-American owned gun ranges in uh, the New Jersey, Delaware area. Unfortunately, there's very few across the country. I think there's maybe five or six total. Uh, So African-American, I'm not sure of. But um, you can definitely look up the laws about travel across uh, state lines. You should be fine driving with your guns, usually safely cased in the back, unloaded and in your trunk. So that should be fine, but you want right. to definitely we, we, research the, the rules of each state. You're going to go through it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. We, we, we kind of had an idea and, of that. Mary, we I would say if Mary, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Mary, do you have an Instagram page? Yeah, absolutely do. Go, go to Instagram. Shoot me a DM today. Um, let me connect you with someone because I can't show sure to think of any black owned ranges in New Jersey or Delaware either. I do know of some in Maryland, and I know that's a longer drive, but if you and your husband you know, decide to plan out a Saturday, I would love to connect you with the owner of that particular range. MD Arsenal. Oh, that's two then. Okay. So, yeah, so, so if that's okay with we you, just the... shoot. Go ahead, real quick, Mary. Okay, I'm running out of time. The, the one, yeah, I know. The one we went to actually was uh, African-American owned. And uh, I just can't remember the name of it because, like I said, it was like two years ago. So, um, but um, thank well, D- you so much. I'll DM me, DM me, Mary, and, and I will try to help you and your husband figure out that range. And if we can't figure out that range, uh, then I'll make some calls. We'll find a range close to you guys, as close as we possibly can. Okay, will do. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mary. All right, guys. So we got about, uh, I don't know, a minute and a half left, give or take. Um, Shanetta, I'll you know, I'll let ladies go first. Any final thoughts? 
Uh, just excited to meet and talk to more women in firearms. So if you're interested in firearms, I don't care what state you're in, you can always DM me. I'm Gut Punch Barbie on Instagram. And HoneyBearTactical.com is our company. And if you're in the Maryland area, please join me at A Girl and a Gun. And uh, I'm also part of the Maryland 10th Cavalry Gun Club. So all opportunities to come and meet like-minded people and shoot. Well, this has been a wonderful show. John, thanks so much for joining me live me, on SiriusXM Urban View. Uh, firearms are for everyone. As African-Americans, we have a right to keep and bear arms, particularly considering our history. So get the proper education, learn, practice, train, stay safe. I'm Sir Michael Singleton. Thanks for listening. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>